Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 15th of March. My name is John T. Warris. I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. And coming up on today's show, we'll have an update from our fixed income research team for a closer look at what the recent market developments mean for fixed income markets. But before that, I'll start things off with a brief overview of what's been happening in the markets. So starting in the US, where equity markets saw a nice rebound after the brutal sell-off earlier this week, as traders started to weigh up that the worst of the banking sector turmoil is now behind us. The S&P 500 gained 1.6% with all of its 11 sectors returning positive returns, led by telecom, tech, and notably financials, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq 100 also closed up 2.3%. In fixed income, US Treasury yields climbed, rising for the first time in four days, with the two-year ending 27 bips higher, while the 10-year gained 12 bips finally reversing their decline, which was the steepest in decades. After yesterday's CPI data showed inflation remained elevated in February, following comments by the Fed that America's banking system remains on a steady footing. Yields on the two-year were 4.29, while the 10-year yield was at 3.65 when I checked a moment ago. And we'll hear more on fixed income markets and the impact of yesterday's CPI print later in the show. Over to Asia now, where China released its industrial production print, which showed that China's economic activity picked up in January and February, following an uptick in investment consumer spending after ending its zero COVID restrictions. China's central bank boosted cash injections into the financial system for the second time in as many months, as demand for loans picked up amid a slow but steady recovery in the economy. And in Asian markets, equities are trading higher this Wednesday morning. The Nikkei, the ASX, and the Shanghai Composites are all trading in the green. And the Kospi and the Hanseng are both up by over 1.3%. In currencies, we saw rather uneventful trading over the day, with the Bloomberg dollar spot index little changed, and the major crosses also showing mainly sideways movements. Briefly looking at the commodities markets, oil rose from its lowest close in three months as traders took stock of the outlook for demand. In its monthly report, OPEC left its forecast for global oil demand growth in 2023 unchanged at 2.3 million barrels a day to 101.9 million barrels a day. Elsewhere, gold also slid, closing down 0.3% after having surged by over 5% in the three previous sessions when traders turned to safe haven assets. And in other news, there was high drama in the skies yesterday when an American surveillance drone was brought down above the Black Sea after it was hit by a Russian aircraft. The U.S. European Command Center said that the unmanned aircraft had been on a routine mission over international waters when two Russian planes tried to intercept it. The Pentagon is playing down the incident, while Russia says the drone was flying towards its border, but denies its fighter jet came into contact with the aircraft. Looking ahead to what's in store for us today, aside from Eurozone industrial production data, in the U.K. today, Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, will unveil his first budget as the country battles a cost-of-living crisis and a stalling economy. He's expected the pledge to drive UK economic growth by unblocking business investment, and investors will be watching to see if he extends limits on the amount suppliers can charge for energy. And in a bid to throw a spanner in the works, about half a million British workers, including teachers, junior doctors, civil servants and tube employees, will go on strike today. A brief look at the futures board shows a sea of green, with stocks in Europe and the US set for a higher higher open today. So that's all from me for today. And now I'm pleased to welcome Dario Messi from Fixed Income Research to the show, 
who has an update for us on fixed income markets. Well, we had the SVB story break last Friday. Yesterday, we saw the CPI print. There's quite a lot of material for the bond markets to digest. What's your take, Dario? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the volatility also on the bond markets picked up remarkably again. Uh, you mentioned before the 10-year um, and also the two-year U.S. Treasury yield. I mean, if we just look at this two-year uh, U.S. Treasury yield, this one typically reflects quite well the expected path of policy rates. Um, so we had last week, we topped the, the 5% mark there. And then on Monday, we went below 4%, uh, just to come back again to 4.3%. So really a lot of volatility. And behind this, obviously, also a massive repricing of rate hike expectations, which happened. Um, uh, but also at the longer end, we see quite some moves again. So yes, the, the Fed's fights against inflation and also just recently, this SVB fears certainly send yields on a roller coaster ride. Okay, we've discussed the SVB collapse already quite extensively over the past few days. Perhaps coming back to yesterday's CPI data release, if I may, what did yesterday's print tell us and what are the dynamics? Um, yes, I agree. I mean, the CPI print was a bit overshadowed by the events in, in the US banking sector, but obviously still very relevant for the investment community. So if we look at the CPI number, it continued to, to come lower, to drift lower in February, uh, 6% year on year now, and pretty much in line with consensus, what we, what we expected. Uh, but still the stickier core component was a tick higher than expected. So, if you ask yourself, is it a reason for the Fed to, to already celebrate here? Probably not really, uh, especially the important prices for services, but also rents uh, don't show yet really this desired slowdown um, as we probably want to have it. Uh, we expect further disinflation in the coming month, um, but also acknowledge the fact that the pressure on the Fed now remains high, uh, just as the process is very bumpy and, and they want to have some hard evidence first uh, before they really um, change their course. The financial market stress probably on the other side means the Fed is not going to increase the pace of rate hikes from here. So not back to these bigger hikes. Um, but we also don't think that the Fed will already pause from here uh, as some propose. So next week, another 25 basis points is still very likely in our view. Okay. And uh, taking all this news into account, do you still stick to your recommended uh, fixed income strategy, Dario? Yes, actually, uh, we, we still feel very comfortable with it. So one important pillar here remains the high quality, longer duration bonds. Uh, when the market fears about inflation, uh, this position is not the hedge for risk assets. Uh, you probably want, certainly. But when we have signs that the Fed is hitting a limit, in terms of how restrictive they can be. And the latest SVB case uh, might have shown uh, such a scenario, then yields come down quite quickly. This means we keep these longer dated corporate quality bonds as diversifier and would add some lower rated bonds with shorter maturities and allocate the, the, the rest of the risk budget more to emerging market debt, uh, which still benefits uh, from this China reopening team. So yes, we, we still feel very comfortable and stick here to the script. Thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts with us, Dario. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. And please do join us again tomorrow when we'll have an update from Julius Baer's Investment Committee. Goodbye for now. 
The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective, whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement, or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.